Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as a principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. One of the aspects of Jesus' teaching that is very famous are the parables. In today's program, we're going to begin with the foundational parable of them all. Stay tuned. Our series is entitled The Kingly Messiah, Understanding the Gospel of Matthew, Part 1 a verse-by-verse audio commentary, part of our larger Understanding the Bible series. We are beginning Matthew chapter 13, the first book of the New Testament, the first gospel, a gospel written to help Jewish people of Matthew's day make the connection between Bible prophecy that was uttered centuries before by the Hebrew prophets and the coming of Jesus of Nazareth. Again and again and again, Matthew points out that what Jesus was or what Jesus did was a fulfillment of prophecy, as it is written. So you see this repeatedly. Now we're beginning to learn more about the Savior and his glorious gospel. In addition, as we hear and do the words of Jesus, we are building a sure foundation for the future, a foundation based not on sinking sand, but on the rock. And when you build your life on the rock, which is Jesus Christ, then you can withstand all of life's storms. You can face the future with confidence, joy, and yes, even enthusiasm. Because even though we're living in days of unparalleled challenge, we also are in days of unprecedented opportunity. So we're beginning Matthew chapter 13, and it's about the parables of Christ. And we're going to learn a bit about the foundational parable of them all. It's called the parable of the sower. And the parable of the sower, it starts off in verse 3 of Matthew chapter 13. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And then at verse 8, it says, But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirtyfold. Well, this is an amazing situation. People have come from far and wide because of the expanding, explosive reputation of Jesus of Nazareth. This is a man who taught with authority and not as the scribes. This is a man that could heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead, and people, of course, he doesn't even charge a penny for his services. They're coming from everywhere, especially because he's in Galilee, and Galilee is well-linked road-wise, so that people living all over the place, including Jerusalem and Judea and beyond Jordan and the Decapolis and Phoenicia, as well as, of course, Galilean cities, were coming from far and wide to hear from the man of Nazareth. And now that they're sitting here with bated breath, waiting to listen to what he has to say, 
he basically starts off, a sower went forth to sow. This would have been an anticlimax, I'm sure, for his audience. This is, of course, terminology they would understand, because ancient Israel was an agrarian nation. But what does that have to do with current events? What does it have to do with the Roman occupation? What does that have to do with my situation? A sower went forth to sow. We're going to learn some interesting things about the parables. First of all, the crowd is so big, Jesus, in order to have some safe space, gets into a boat and pushes off from the shore a little bit. Then he tells the parable of the sower. He talks about seed that falls by the wayside, seed that falls in stony places, seed that falls among the thorns, and then seed that is among the good ground. And then he makes a statement that whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Well, the disciples come to Jesus. They want to understand what was this parable all about. And the first thing Jesus tells is that to them, the disciples, was given the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. How do we enter into that select group of people who the mysteries of God are revealed? Well, stay tuned and you'll find out. Now let's read the entire segment, Parable of the Sower, Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 to 12. Again, Matthew 13, verses 1 to 12. The same day when Jesus went out of the house and sat by the seaside, and great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, A sower went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places, where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But... Other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but unto them it is not given. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But Whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. Our reading is from Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 to 12. And this is the parable of the sower, the foundational parable of all. Well, Jesus' popularity hath led to increased opposition from the religious establishment elite. From here, he goes out of the house, probably the house of Peter's mother-in-law, and sat by the shore of the Lake of Galilee, probably in Capernaum, because that's where Peter's mother-in-law lived. Here Christ will expound his famous parables. As we see, the parables can help truth to become clearer to those who belong to the Lord. Yet, to casual inquirers and opponents, parables will actually obscure the spiritual. We need to remember that ultimately, in order to understand the parables— we have to see that they are to be what we call Christocentric. Christ is the centerpiece of the parables. When we see things from the lenses of Christ, then 
it can fall together. But when we don't see them, if they're just merely stories, then we'll miss the point altogether. So bear that in mind. Of course, it doesn't take long for an eager crowd to hear of Christ's whereabouts and come unto him. They didn't even give him a day off. They, they didn't worry about his needs for rest and recuperation and even eating. They just had big needs and they were also very hungry And so they pressed upon him. So whether it was a meeting time or not, the crowds came. What does Jesus do? He gets into the ship, sits down, pushes off from the shore, and now he's going to speak to the multitudes from the boat. This was perhaps to give the Lord some space base from the crowd, lest they press on him too much. I mean, let me tell you, being in a big crowd and an unwieldy crowd is not a happy experience. From there... Jesus is going to tell about the parable of the sower. Matthew 13, verse 3. Since the crowd was hungry to hear the word of God, he begins to give them this foundational parable of all the parables, this parable of the sower. In many ways, as I said earlier, this parable could come across as an anticlimax, because instead of giving some earth-shaking, trumpet-sounding, angelic-appearing pronouncement, he speaks of something So familiar to these people, it was to the point of mundane. He said, a sower went forth to sow. Well, what did he sow? First of all, he sowed seed by the wayside. Matthew 13, verse 4. Now, some of the good seed fell on not so good soil. It was the wayside. It wasn't the normal cultivated ground. And so, because it wasn't thrown on cultivated plowed ground, it's sitting on the surface. And the fowls of the air came and devoured the seed. Now, when we understand the seed is God's word, this gives it a whole new dimension. But anyway, leave it at that for the moment. All we know is that the seed that fell by the wayside had no future. It's gone. Then the next type of soil is the stony places. And some of the seed fell there. Because it's stony, it's also shallow soil. The seed sprung up. But there was not much soil, so the sun came and scorched the seed. And because of its lack of roots, the seed withered away, and it was gone. That's the second type of soil, the wayside, the stony places. The third is called the thorns. Some of the seed fell among the thorny soil, and once it grew, it was now having thorns as its neighbors, and its ability to produce fruit was rendered null and void because the stalk of wheat or corn or whatever it is, was choked. That leads us to the fourth type of soil. Remember, we had the wayside, stony places, thorns, and now, Matthew 13, verse 8, we have the good ground. This blessed seed is the one that fell on the good soil, and it bore fruit. The fruit was either 100 or 60 or 30-fold. One commentator commented how a farmer produced 21,109 plants from a single plant, and the amount of grains that were produced from one plant was over half a million. We need to remember, God is the God, not just of addition, but of multiplication. And then we have an interesting injunction, verse 9 of Matthew 13, Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. 
Anyone who cares about their eternal destiny needs to open their ears to the Word of God and not just to listen to what He says, but more importantly, obey what He says. God's words are words of life, and God's Word will make you wise unto salvation. So now, after He told this foundational parable, the disciples come unto Him in Matthew 13.10. They want to know the meaning of the parable. They want to also understand why is he speaking in parables to begin with. Whenever you've got questions or concerns or burdens or any kind of need, the best thing you can do is draw closer to God. Go to Him, go to His territory, do things according to His terms, and wait for His timing. You can't go wrong. So they they do precisely that, the followers of Jesus. And in Matthew 13, verse 11, he makes an astounding statement. Let's read that again. Verse 11, he says, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Now he's answering the question, why are you speaking to them in parables? So the implication is he's speaking in parables to obscure truth. Now, You would think he'd want to shout it from the housetops. And indeed, the truth of God's word is made known, actually regularly, to the whole world. But Jesus' statement here implies that the disciples, by merely asking for an explanation, are already more blessed than those that did not, because it's been given to them to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. They were initiated to know the things of God, but not the multitudes. You see, there are those that make casual inquiries of God. They tap a few times on the door. If the door doesn't immediately open, or if the door uh, opens, but they don't like what is inside immediately, or you know they get bored quickly or distracted, they just wander away. And whatever need they have goes unmet. But then there's those that are rather robust. They want to come to God. They need God. They don't just come and tap on the door. They are knocking, pounding, and they don't give up till that door opens. You see, how do we go from being the multitude, the casual inquirers, just want to have our needs met and then we'll tootle on and do our own thing, versus somebody who has favor of God, the blessing of God, the life of God, sins are forgiven, burdens are lifted, guilt is removed, we are free. How do we go from one state to the other? Well, friends, I think it's really simple. We need the new birth. John 3, verse 3, without the new birth, we can't even see the kingdom of God. We have to be born of water and of the Spirit in order to enter into the kingdom of God. We need to become new people because as new people in Christ, we can see and perceive and receive the things of God that are totally oblivious to the casual outside. In verse 12 of Matthew 13, those who belong to Christ will have a multiplication of blessings, but to those who do not have, they will be on the losing side. Jesus' parables can make sense. Again, as I said earlier, when you remember they are Christo and gospel-centered, when we see them from that perspective, then, yes, it all falls together. And besides, 
in the Gospels, Matthew included, Jesus gives explanations to some of the key parables. We don't need uh, to look anywhere else for insight. God already provides it. And so here we begin the foundational parable of all parables. And that's why our lesson is called Parable of the Sower. Later on, Jesus will explain the meaning of this parable. So you don't want to miss that lesson. But our lesson for life now is those that hear the words of Christ and seek him for deeper understanding are recipients and beneficiaries of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. I'll repeat that. Lesson for life. Those who hear the words of Christ and seek him for deeper understanding are recipients and beneficiaries of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations Education, and thank you for liking our page. You can also go to our homepage and subscribe to the free monthly Issachar Teaching e-letter. We want to prepare you to become future-ready with articles from the Bible, Victorious Living, and Current Events in the Light of God's Word. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for the parable of the sower. We thank you that you are giving us the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. That's why we've got a New Testament, a Bible, the Holy Spirit, the Church, because all these things help us to understand. And when we understand, we are positioned for blessing. For this we praise you in Christ's glorious name. Amen. Today's On The Rock was brought to you by Teach All Nations. If you would like more information about this ministry, to download podcasts, view our online store, attend special events, sign up for our teaching newsletter, make a donation to support this ministry, or to invite Dr. Camille to speak, log on to www.tan.org.au or write to us at Post Office Box 493, Mount Waverley 3149. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.